सहनावतु सहनौ सह वीर करवाह तेजस्वीतमस्तुमाषावी ओ शातिशाशाति so i said yesterday that i would give this prayer so this is something which uh, which is very good to chant especially when uh we are in the process of serious study and uh, we have what is it called we have a um you know so many um uh, obstacles from within and without in the form of one's own karma why because you know because we are not doing the kind of tapas <laughs> that is done by uh, that was done by uh, what's his name brihadratha the king okay yeah so uh, this is a good thing to this is a good thing to keep in mind so that there is that that lagging uh, uh, interest that seems to peak and then go down uh, in the course of one's quest is not there we need more of a this kind of a equanimity and a frequency like this rather than up and down because this up and down business is uh, is difficult to manage so to say the least and it creates a lot of inner you know angst and so this uh, shanti mantra that we chant all the time which is what sahana bhavatu that itself is uh, uh, offers a lot of protection additionally this one for people who are um, serious seekers this is something which is uh, very important to have in the um, in our repertoire so i will chant it and ुष्रोत्रो बलमींद्रियाषद अनिराकरणमस्तवनिराकरणमेअस्तु uh and if you remind me we can chant this all the time every day um especially in this in this mantra which uh, says that may all my limbs be protected uh and may the ears be able to hear objectively may my body have strength and may my senses have uh, be strong to grasp the knowledge why 
because everything that is in this manifest universe is nothing but Brahman, which is known through the Upanishads, Brahma Upanishad, Brahma Upanishadam, Sarvam, and then what? Maham Brahma Mirakuryam. These are the most uh, two important sentences. Maham Brahma Nirakuryam. May I not, you know, reject this teaching. Brahman is nothing but, you know, the teaching. Brahman is nothing but the teacher. <laughs> because without the teacher, there is no teaching. Brahman is nothing but the Upanishad. Because without the Upanishad, again, there is no teaching and uh, no knowledge. And so, may I not reject Brahman. You know, is Brahman is not some, you know, guy in the sky. <laughs> in terms of, uh, you know, uh, some something remote. Brahman is something which is very intimate, which is at once available as the I. And so this Brahman, which I know intimately as the truth of myself, may I not reject. So it's, you know, Brahman, rejecting Brahman or the possibility that this knowledge is there and the possibility that it's going to help me give up samsara, give up this addiction to samsara and this small life of becoming. And that possibility when it's rejected, it's like a self-rejection. You know, because in the Taitariya Upanishad, it is very clearly said that the one who rejects Brahman is performing an act of self-rejection. So rejecting Brahman Bhagavan, you know, the glory of oneself, the truth of oneself is tantamount to reject, rejecting what? Oneself alone. So it's a form of self-sabotage to reject the possibility that Bhagavan and I are one and the same. It's a, it's a, it's a rejection of oneself. Uh, to reject the possibility of the Upanishad enlightening me to my true nature, that's, that's also a self-rejection. Rejecting the Guru as a source of knowledge is again a tantamount to self-rejection because who is Guru? Guru is you. Yeah. Guru is, you know, what you seek. That is Guru. There is no difference really. The difference is only highlighted. Like I said, it's the last frontier of duality. And, uh, and therefore what? So therefore... This, you know, so that this rejection need not happen. So, maham brahma nirakuryam. May I not, you know, reject Bhagavan. You know, asanne vasabhavati, asad brahmeti veda ched, asti brahmeti ched veda, santamenantato viduriti. Taitri Upanishad says this in uh, again in a very blatant way. Asat eva sahabhavati, that person is as good as non-existent. Who, you know, asanneva sahabhavati, who is this one who is non-existent? Asat brahmeti vedachet, the one who concludes that there is no Brahman. <laughs> uh, and why will someone reject Bhagavan, reject Guru, reject knowledge, reject everything that is that is so you know fulfilling, and that 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 has the promise of of 
delivering what I really want and need because this is a habitual orientation. And more about that in the weekend module which is going to come up starting tomorrow. This habitual orientation of basically saying that this is not, you know, this is not going to help me. Coming to the conclusion because of dejection and disappointment. And where do these disappointments come from? Did the Guru disappoint? Yes, yes, Guru is very disappointing. Did the knowledge disappoint? Yeah, this Upanishad is very boring. <laughs> Did Bhagavan di di disappoint? Oh, don't even talk to me about Bhagavan. Bhagavan is the most disappointing thing in the universe because I'm not getting what I want. In fact, what I don't want only is coming, as we heard Brihadratha, the king, say yesterday in the story. And so, you know, this is, this is the, the, the feeling and this feeling is from not connected to the present. And that's why it's called transference. And because it's not connected to the present, but it is put upon the present. And it's very difficult to recognize because one is feeling, you know, uh, dejected in the moment and one is searching for some place to put that dejection on and that rejection on. You know, one is searching for a hook to hang, hang the cloak of rejection. And what does the Guru do? What does the Upanishad do? What do the teachings do? They give the cloak back to you. <laughs> yeah, they don't take on that, you know, mantle because it is nothing to do with the present condition. It has to do with the past and therefore the past has to be healed you can't make a repast of the past and keep eating it. You know, it's the most miserable way to live. And so therefore we pray. This is These are the two most important lines. Maham Brahma Nirakuryam. May I never be in a place, O Bhagavan, to reject you and to reject anything that comes from you and especially to reject this knowledge that's going to free me. And then what? Mama Brahma Nirakarot. May Brahman not reject me. Why will Bhagavan, Brahman, teacher, what else? You know, knowledge reject you. Bhagavan won't reject you. In fact, Bhagavan is you. So how can, you know, it's like you saying, I have rejected my, you know, my fingers. I have rejected my thumb. Is that possible? You can't. And so like this, Bhagavan is not going to reject you. But again, this is from the standpoint of the disappointed, self-sabotaging, habitual orientation, which feels that there is a rejection. And so, may that feeling also be gone. So, even if we don't, uh, you know, if uh, this is all too difficult, you can just repeat these two, you know, every day. Maham Brahmanira Kuryam Maham Brahmanira Kuryam Mama Brahmani Rakarot. Mama Brahmani Rakarot. I was teaching this mantra to some children. <laughs> and, you know, and one of them said, when I taught them to chant, Mama Brahmani Rakarot, one of them came and said, a middle school child came and said, So are we saying that Brahman is my real mama? I said, Yes. You can say that. <laughs> very nice. But anyway, so this is, you know, so this is a very uh, special mantra and uh, it really, really 
you know, uh, gives the phalam, the more we chant it. And it takes away all kinds of, what is it called, pratibandhas. Pratibandhas means, uh, you know, difficulties standing in the way of a uh, nirata, endless commitment to the knowledge. Because this is not a one-time deal, you know. Of course, if one was an adhikari like Brihadratha, perhaps, you know, one time one could have just, you know, understood and gone. Shweta Ketu had to hear this nine times. And uh, this one, uh, you know, many other times, Nachiketa had to have three big chapters, you know, with uh, sub-chapters in the Upanishad before he said, okay, I'm done. Arjuna had to have 700 and something number of verses before he said, Nashto Mohaha Smritir Labdha. So this all shows that even if one is a very highly qualified being for this knowledge, that abhyasa, that repetition helps the orientations to just, you know, calm down. It's not that the knowledge takes time. It's immediate. Immediately one says, ha, ah, thank God I'm not this, you know, I'm not this body-mind complex. Thank God I'm much more than that. <laughs> but, you know, that assimilation, because if that shravanam is not enough, then we need to, we need that shravanam to, to fructify and for that you know shravanam to fructify what do we need more shravanam and then we test ourselves uh, not quite there yet okay more shravanam so this is more of a you know this is more of a business of a of a consistent and committed exposure to the knowledge without letting in the disappointment come one is able to just relax and listen. That's all one has to do. And then what happens? The knowledge definitely blesses, definitely blesses. And, you know, and sometimes one is not able to judge it because one is in the middle of it. But you see around you, everybody is peaceful. You are peace, more peaceful. You are less reactive. All these things are there. And uh, regardless of whether you are able to see it or not. And so now we come back to the text, the monologue of uh, Brihadratha, who is, you know, uh, uh, who, who we saw yesterday, we saw mantra number, what was that, three, of how, in detail we have seen, of how he says that this body uh, and this mind and these senses they're, this body is, you know, they're all useless. This body is an assemblage of flesh, bones and all kinds of malodorous secretions. And then the mind, of course, the best thing to say about the mind is what? Never mind. <laughs> because it is a assemblage, a mass of anger, resentment, fear, greed and sorrow and all kinds of you know things and constantly disappointed because why it wants all these things which it doesn't get and then whatever it wants it is separated from what it wants and you know the antakarna is always pining for you know what it what it long what it wants it's always pining for because it always gets what what it doesn't want 
it is separated from objects of love and then it is united with objects of distaste what kind of a thing it is and if this body is what is called bhoga yatana ayatana means vehicle so this he has understood very well you know the vehicle of uh, you know bhoga so bhoga means consumption enjoyment so without vehicle then how can you enjoy this how can you enjoy all the things in the universe without this body so the body is a vehicle of enjoyment and he says if the body itself is so flawed and so finite then what to talk of the other the objects of the senses when the senses themselves are defective and can become easily defective you know everything just uh, jarayanti tejaha the sharpness of the senses wears off you know the nose is not as sharp as it would be and before some vadas were fried and this man would run and now what you know he is not able to even smell it which is appropriate because the stomach doesn't have the capacity to digest the deep fried vadas <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so the smell goes the the sense of smell goes the sense of you know touch goes you know and then what hearing goes that's why quick quickly we have to do shravanam <laughs> so hearing goes seeing goes everything goes and taste goes that's why you know the elderly people if you've seen them they keep putting salt keep putting things in the food because they're not able to taste it the taste buds have just what should i say you know worn off have become you know dull so what is the use of the sense objects the sense objects are themselves finite and then what the sense organs are also finite and then further he he makes a very important point he says every day we see people in our own circle we see in full view of ourselves what happens you know they are just giving up their body and going from one world to the next not only they are giving up their body they are forced to give up you know what their possessions their glories their accomplishments all their titles you know starting with what raja dhiraja maharaja all these you know these these 108 titles they have accumulated you know like like people have you know i received an email uh, some two years back uh, uh, this man wanted to be sponsored by the ashram to come here you know and his his name was just raj r a j three letters that's all something like that it wasn't raj but it's just three letters i i'm just making it up the the name the story is true and then after the name it was a series of uh, statuses you know m a b a double m a p h d d lit and this and that and some you know every single letter of the alphabet was there in capital and uh, you know and the name was only so much and so then when the body drops what happens to all these titles that one has so carefully and and so painstakingly at great cost to oneself 
accumulated and accomplished what is the use of all this all this is dropped and we see all these big rajas with their retinues with their armies with their treasury popping off every day like flies i'm not saying this he said that we see the see them dropping like like flies damshamashakadaya like gnats like these little flying things that just drop like moths you know just drop dropping dead and then when we see all their glories you know for what where what have they accomplished nothing and they have gone from this world to the next like even these uh, what is that vanaspatayaha like uh, like these uh, shrubs and trina like grass which keeps growing and then decaying and then dying and then growing again of what use is this is this boon that you are giving me instead of what i asked for and and the main thing is whatever is finite you know whatever is infinite is you and he asked straight away for the infinite but then what is he getting that was rejected by the guru the guru said no you just ask for something else and then he says you know what if you don't give me the infinite all that i'm left to ask for is the finite and of what use is the finite even though it may look fine it is still got the the suffix it attached to it <laughs> it may be fine but if it is finite then what is the use and a little bit here the bhashya is very uh, beautiful here because he from the uh, i may or may not read it but i'll give you the gist of it um from the bhashya we learn a little bit about these kings that he uh, talks about you know he talks about all these kings in in mantra number 4 he says further we have seen all these mahadhanurdharaha chakravartinah all these you know bow and arrow wielding kings rulers of big empires and these brave who have who had medals for bravery so then he he lists off all these people and then you know uh, so go to the uh, translation in your text um, you know not the first set of kings after ukshasena etc you know um anaranya and ukshasena etc and kings such as marutta and bharata these two we have to see a little bit because this marutta is uh, by uh, the the by the account of the uh, commentator swami rama ramatirtha uh, this marutta is brihadratha's name itself this marutta that he is he is talking is himself so he is including himself in all his contemporaries who are dropping like flies so he basically says even i am also like that so then this bharata there are many bharatas you know so we have to see which bharata is being talked about and the commentator helpfully says daushyanti the son of dushyanta <laughs> so these are not ordinary kings so this marutta um, in the uh, um, occurring in the mahabharata shanti parva chapter this marutta is actually known as marunta but then it's also alternative spelling is marutta and so what is what was great about this marutta let us hear and uh, here the commentator says that uh, you know marutto nama samvartakena yogina yajito raja so he was somebody who was highly revered revered 
by the yogis so the yogis when they sat to sat to meditate and pray the rishis yogis um, they would take his name as a source of blessing before they sat down to pray so you can imagine what kind of a king he must have been not only brave but also having a lot of vairagya and then you know he says yasya yage samagataha indradayah um, eva sthambitaha so when he had a yajna when, when you know when he had a yajna what would happen what would happen was that indra and all these you know devatas it was blessed by the presence of the devatas his yajna was blessed by the presence of the devatas and then what and then they were sthambitaha and they were all surprised they were surprised uh, happily surprised because they were just uh, you know um, astonished as to the scope and the bigness of this yajna and how beautifully he had done everything and indra coming to a mortal's yajna is unheard of because indra is a competitor with all the chakravartis ha huh? with all these kings called chakravartis because as soon as they started to do some ashwamedha yajna or some other kind of yajna if they did a hundred of them successfully they would become you know indra they would become the next indra and you know take indra out of the equation so indra would always be watching and then sending some people to throw some you know some uh, uh, something to break up the yajna some crow's wing or some you know bird flying by laying an egg and you know an instant omelet all this was all this was you know uh, sent by indra to ward off the possibility of them doing you know perfect yajnas because the possibility of perfect yajnas meant what that they would be that he himself would be displaced in the next cycle of creation so therefore <laughs> therefore what would happen therefore he would uh, you know he would do all these yajnas and then uh, you know and then stop the others from from this taking his place but here marut was so enlightened that even indra was not threatened by him that's the idea and then what and what about bharata so then punascha chamasa advaryave niyuktaha sa bharatah daushyantihi yena ashvamedhanam trishati kritasah so this bharata also was no less what was bharata bharata was the one who had done 300 ashvamedha yagyas rama not one not two not three but 300 ashvamedha yagyas and each one takes years to complete for one year the horse is allowed to roam free after praying to the horse and then the horse goes wherever whichever kingdom it goes it's as good as yours if nobody objects and you know if people object then you have to you know go for a fight with them and then you have to conquer the kingdom all this and then you have to have a big fire sacrifice invite the you know conquered kings and all these things it's a very it's a huge deal and so ashwamedha yajna is not for the faint of heart 
you know and and therefore what so he has he has done 300 ashwamedha yagna so the point is that you know maruta uh, sorry uh, brihadratha who is known as maruta is not some you know is not quoting some podunk king you know somebody who is just there <laughs> like our modern indian kings yeah modern indian kings they don't have any they have palaces and the palaces have to be kept up and the palaces have to be you know what's the word for it the palaces have to be maintained and the palaces have to be um, you know uh, what's that uh, renovated constantly because they are 500 years old and the government gives a little privy purse you know a little little money to 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 maintain these things but it's hardly enough so they have all the pomp and the status but they don't have what they don't have the power they don't have the anything so he is not quoting those kinds of kings <laughs> displaced kings and you know sad kings and little small small you know chota chota kings these are all big things and he is also quoting himself that's why he uh, changes the name he changes how he he is known because that shows that he has a certain objectivity he is able to look at himself from a, a different standpoint and include himself in the number of people in the number of these great warriors and great kings who are what who, who are you know pashyatah jeevatah eva you know uh, um, what, what happens right in front of our eyes what are they have uh, happen uh, they, what are they doing they are pashyatah nashyanti even while we are looking at them they are dropping like flies he had already used the word dropping like flies you know and how are they how are they dying and the and the bhashya says something beautiful mahatim aparimitam shriyam vibhutim tyaktva anichchanto api tam so how are they dying they are not they are dying an inglorious death how they are leaving their body and along with their body even as we see they are leaving mahatim means uh, great maha you know means great and then the the, the word mahatim shriyam is translated by uh, is explained by this uh, you know commentator swami rama as aparimitam endless glories shriyam vibhutim wealth and status power pelf all these things tyaktva having given up how given up anichchantah <laughs> they didn't give up willingly lord yama pried it from their hands and from their minds one finger at a time <laughs> sometimes you know sometimes somebody is holding on to something so fast you have to pry it out of their hands so don't think tyaktva doesn't mean they took sanyasa they left everything and went and you know dressed themselves in orange no <laughs> went to some river and you know left everything no here they most unwillingly left even as they were you know in their death beds you know what's the word for it frustrated ridden with anxiety about what is going to happen to their wealth what is going to happen to their sons and daughters what is going to happen to their status they were riddled with this anxiety and even though they didn't want it lord yama 
and his dutas, yamadutas, they came and they pried it out of their minds and fingers and then what? You know, anichantaha, even though they didn't want to give it up, they were forced to give it up. Parityajya asmat prati, asmat pratipannat lokat dehad amun lokam paroksham prayataha. So from this loka they went to another loka and the commentator points out that this loka is nothing but this body. The body itself is a loka, it's a kshetra, it's a field of enjoyment, uh, if not enjoyment, a field of experience. And so they left this body to go, go to another body or you can take, they left this loka to another loka. But <laughs> the commentator says, but one thing, whether we disagree on the how to interpret the word loka as the body or some other parallel universe, doesn't matter. One thing we can all agree on, the common uh, commentator says, Nashtabhubhu iti nishchitam. <laughs> so one thing we can agree on is that they were destroyed, their bodies were destroyed, their glory was destroyed. You know, so this is the sum total of what kind of end they gained. Okay. And uh, so then, you know, further he says, Mantra number five. So further he says, Athakim, Athakim, Etairva, Pare Anye, Gandharva, Sura, Yaksha, Rakshasa, Bhutagana, Pishacha, Uraga Grahadinam, Nirodhanam Pashyamaha. And he says, And what to talk of all these? Meaning, all that has gone before. What to talk of all these big, big kings, etc., who just pop, who are popping off like flies right in front of our very eyes. What to talk of them? And then, Atha, further, what, you know, we see the destruction. Nirodhanam Pashyamaha. Pashyamo Nirodhanam. We see the destruction. What do we see? The destruction of who? Other great things. What are the great things here? Celestial beings. Suraha various kinds of celestial beings such as Indra, Agni, Vayu, etc. They have longer lives and they seem eternal compared to our small little life here on, on Bhuhu, on earth, etc. They seem eternal because their life, you know, is, is for a whole yuga, a whole kalpa, a whole cycle of creation sometimes. But still, after the cycle of creation, they all fold in, giving up their glories as well. And we see their destruction. Nirodhanam doesn't mean destruction, really. Nirodhanam means full stop. Yes. Purna viramaha, full stop. Nirodhanam means the total, you know, what's that? You know, the total end. We see them ending. So even if one gains the punya to become a celestial, to have a celestial body and enjoy all these apsaras, menaka, rambha, urvashi, etc. Even that is finite. You know, even if one enjoys heaven, etc. That is also extremely finite. Extremely finite because why we see 
Pashyabhavi, this is just eyewitness account of everything that is there in the Shastra. We see that the Shastra says that these entities also come to an end. So first three are good entities. Gandharva and Yaksha are celestial musicians and who come and give a concert to die for, <laughs> literally, because you die here and then you go there and then you listen to the concert and then you say, oh my God, OMG, it was totally worthwhile. <laughs> so so this, is, this is the kind of, you know, Gandharva and Yaksha. Suraha here means, you know, all kinds of other, uh, you know, uh, devatas who are... Um, what are they? Who are following Bhagavan's orders, who are manifest in the form of Bhagavan and in, uh, from the standpoint of various orders of the universe. So this includes Vayu, Agni, all these things, you know, the five elements and their behaviors, etc. They are called Suraha. Then the rest of them are bad news. Rakshasaha, we all know what that is. Rakshasaha means all kinds of demonic beings. Bhutaganaha, Bhutaganaha means these five elements gone wrong. You know, so, so many kinds of things. The five elements that have, you know, that seems to have gone rogue. Like uh, horrible tsunamis, earthquakes, you know, all these kinds of calamities. And forest fires, etc. Then... Pishacha is these demonic beings even worse than Rakshasas. Rakshasas are devotees gone wrong. Pishachas are just, you know, they are beyond redemption. They are just, you know, bad news. And then, then we have other beings uh, like Uragaha, snakes, serpents, etc. And Pishacha are also what uh, disembodied beings. You know, what do they do? They create havoc in, in one's life. Why do they create havoc? I mean, they have the potential to create havoc because they died uh, without uh, fulfilling their, um, what is that, you know, um, fulfilling their uh, desires. They died off. And then sometimes they haunt a house and then don't give peace of mind to the new people who have moved into the house. Because the person who died there did not want to leave the house, whatever. So you have to do some Navagraha Shanti. <laughs> Navagraha Shanti or something has to be done because, you know, to drive off these Pishachas. So Pishachas are disembodied beings who haven't given up the, uh, the desire for this life and who are constant, who have not had Sadgati. Sadgati means they have not gone where they were supposed to go after their, uh, you know, after their death, after they gave up the body. They are, they are kind of bad hangers, you know, hangers around. They just hang around and create problems like Brahmarakshasas, etc. Then Uragaha, snakes, serpents, pythons, all those, those kinds of jati. And then Graha, Graha means uh, these, uh, Graha literally means crocodile, but here there is also another meaning. Graha means these uh, demonic beings who, who sees children, you know, children they capture and take away. Yeah, this is what, you know, we have even in America, boogeyman, you know, the mother and the father, when they put the child to sleep, what will they say? 
boogie man is coming if you don't go to sleep and so graha is also boogie man and so like this all these you know whether they are ferocious or whether they are you know whether they are not so ferocious nice nice gandharvas nice celestials and also ferocious and uh, other beings rakshasas etc they also even despite being so notorious they also come to an end and then he further what else does he say athakim etaihi you know kim etaihi vanyanam shoshanam you know maharnavanam shikharinam shikharinam prapatanam prapatanam dhruvasya prachalanam vrishchanam cha vadarajunam nimajjanam prithivyah sthanad apsaranam suranam ityetad vidhe asmin samsare kim kamopabhogaihi yaihi eva yaihi eva shritah asakrit iha avartanam drishyata iti uddharam arhasi uddhartum arhasi iti andhopanastho bhekaha iva asmin samsare bhagavan stvam no gatihi no gatihi very very beautiful you know so then he says adha means now kim etaihi furthermore now let us look at some other things he says what is the other thing he wants us to look at kim etaihi what to talk of further you know what to talk of what what to talk of shoshanam maharnamana shoshanam means the drying up of what you know kim etaihi va anyana so let's talk about other things what other things shoshanam maha arnavana arnava means ocean maha arnava great ocean so we see the drying up of great oceans in other words climate change in other words we you know there is an alternating you know ways in which even in the past the waters dried up or they flooded you know all these things are have been recorded and if you study astronomy we see that you know sometimes the planet starts off as a fireball when 12 billion years ago 13 billion years ago they can see recently one article came where the big bang was was able they were able to see that light coming from you know billions of years ago and what kind of years light years we can't even write down the numericals if you start writing down 14 billion years you know plus if you start writing down the you know the numericals it it will wrap around the earth several thousand times really it's not hard to write 14 billion that's not what we are talking about we are talking about 14 billion light years you know what is one light one light second is nothing but the time taken by the light 
to travel for one second. Yeah. Which is 186,000 miles. And so that is called one light second. Multiply that by 60, it is one light minute. Multiply that by 365, uh, sorry, then you have to multiply it by 24. Further, that is one light day. Then you multiply that number by 365, it is one light year. Then you multiply that by 14 billion. I mean, look, think about it. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. And so, we have seen, he says, that you know that these great oceans are not here to stay. Shoshanam, you know, Oshanam, Oshanam, Shoshanam, Oshanasya Shoshanam. So the ocean is just a product of Shoshanam drying up. So the oceans are dehydrated. Shikharinam Prapatanam. So all the uh, mountains, Shikhari is that Shikharaha Asya Asti Iti Shikhari Shikharin. So the, the peaked ones, the ones that have peaks or mountains, Prapatanam. So the mountains have fallen over. In fact, they have been leveled. You know, you just see in so many places, all these mountains have been leveled by human action of building houses on top of them or they have been leveled by natural acts, you know. So, dhruvasya prachalanam, the prachalanam here is the moving or actually it should be translated as dislocation of what that which is not subject to dislocation, which is the pole star. And what were we taught in our classes in school? That if you are lost, you look for the pole star because that is fixed. Everything else is moving. So the pole star points to the north and wherever the pole star is, you know that is north. So if you are lost, you can reorient yourself. But here, the pole star itself is gone. <laughs> Why? Because of so many changes, the universe is constantly shaken up by Bhagavan because the universe exists for the, the exhaustion of our karmas. And so then, you know, the Dhruva itself, the star known as Dhruva becomes a Dhruva. The pole star is called Dhruva, means fixed. So Dhruva itself becomes a Dhruva. Why? It's then talked about very poetically. Vrashchanam Vatarajunam Vrashchanam. Vrashchanam means it's as though it is cut off. Vrashchanam means the cutting off of what? Vataraju, Vataraju means the imaginary line drawn between points of a star to make it into a constellation. How did they know this is Leo? I mean, you know, if you look at the constellation Leo, it does not really look like a lion. I mean, you have to do a lot of fill in the blanks. But somebody, you know, kind of connected a few dots that, that were always together and they rose and set at the same time and so that was known then as this cluster of stars you know having the picture of a lion with a few help you know with a few more dots attached to it then it is called Leo Aquarius you know the water bearer you can see that is a little more clear than Leo Scorpio you can see the the the, the, the constellation 
and so how do you the, that 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 invisible line that connects the dots uh, or maps the or charts the path of these stars if that itself is cut off the constellations will also fall off so this is all you know he's talking about pralaya that during pralaya during the end of the cycle of uh, each cycle of creation these are the extreme things that happen so vatarajunam vrashtanam nimajjanam prithivyaha the earth uh, you know becoming flooded this is already happening you know all these flood warnings are raised because of climate change and the oceans are just taking over the land you know and then sthanad apasaranam surana said all these it's as though all these celestials in charge of these natural phenomena have given up their place they have also been moved and because they are no longer there taking care of the order the order is becoming you know disorderly iti etad vidhe so in this kind of asmin samsare in this kind of samsara you know etad vidhe asmin samsare you know kim kamopabhogaihi so what is the use of having all these <laughs> enjoyments why to have these enjoyments in this kind of a world and what kind of a world is this this is a world that is that is that is totally flawed it is totally flawed because everything in it is finite and even the things that we look at we look at the mountains and then we have a sense of uh, you know uh, idea that these are the mountains that are going to keep still all the time they are not they are falling off and then everything that's in charge of the orders the various you know adhishthana devatas the deities in charge of the orders are also vacating their padavis their posts and so sur eti etad vidhe asmin samsare kim kamopabhogaihi so what is the use of enjoyment when these th these things upon which we count our uh, you know uh, um, we count a sense of certainty with regard to the oceans the gravity force etc and then you know what is the use of 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 that because we we are they are also equally finite yaihi eva ashritasya asakrid iha avartanam drishyata not only this we see that depending upon the same samsara what do we do we go and come back again punav punaravartanam asti so we you know we see people go and come back in what kind of a samsara nissara samsara in this essenceless samsara and if not essenceless at least senseless samsara people come and people go and people come and people go there is a lot of going and coming and going and coming and then what kind of a samsara full of uncertainty full of insecurity person is born into insecurity dies insecure is further born insecure in this kind of samsara we see people coming and going and then what iti uh, you know he says 
उद्धर तुम अरहसी ओनली वन दट इज क्वालिफाइड अरहसी हियर मीन्स यू आर क्वालिफाइड वॉट उद्धर तुम टू लिफ्ट मी आउट ऑफ दिस मेस लुक एट दिस मेस Starting with my own body and going to the furthest reaches of the universe, I have described to you all the problems here. Look at this mess. Just look at this mess. And you alone have the ability to lift me. What? Out of this mess. This is the mess out of which I need to come out. Ah. And then who who is going to bring me out? You are the only one. qualified you are the only one qualified to do that you know and uh, and then what you know you are the only one to help me and who is this me andhodapanastha bhekah i am a frog <laughs> yeah bhekah frog i am a frog or let's think of something a toad it's even better i am a toad why what what does this toad or frog do it just jumps around in what in a well udapana udapanastha bhekah udapane tishtati iti udapanastha the one who is situated or abiding in this well called samsara in this well what kind of a well andhodapana not just any kind of a well a covered a well that is covered by reeds yeah or you can take a dry well both those meanings are uh, you know possible with the with the prefix of andha andha here means a blind well which can be translated to a dry well or a well that is invisible to the eye you cannot see it because what it is covered by reeds and this is how the unwitting toad which was just curious and said oh nice some water reeds let me go and see fell into this well of samsara got trapped there it, it it says ribbit and jumps a little bit and then falls back into among the reeds among this stifling reeds of uncertainty finitude and you know smallness and the stifling reeds of what self loathe stifling you know weeds of uh, what's that called you know self judgment self criticism fears and tears i'm caught here oh guru hey guru i'm caught here like even a you know frog stuck in an invisible well invisible well means what if you are stuck in a visible well at least you can say help and somebody will come and you know throw you a rope okay come up you know catch hold of the rope and i will pull you up but here it's it's a dry well or it's a covered well you don't even know the well exists and so how can this person be what you know how can this person be rescued samsara is like that it is invisible because it looks so alluring and attractive and it looks very nice there is a nice landscape it's a total institution once you go there you don't come out you know you check in but you can't check out of samsara other than through brahma vidya you cannot check out you check in but you cannot check out 
and in this kind of a samsara oh guru hey guru i am stuck <laughs> please help you know why you know why, why should you help because i am calling out to you and arhasi you are the one qualified you know brahman and i have seen that no amount of you know no amount of uh, any kind of rope of the finite is going to rescue me from this well because every rope is just an aropa upon brahman <laughs> so ropasya aropaha aropa means superimposition so whatever rope you may throw me it's if it is you know crafted with the tools of samsara it is also going to be finite so therefore i need the rope of brahman free of all aropas free of all superimpositions i need this knowledge badly because i am like this you know like this babbling you know frustrated jumping around restlessly because one thing we know about a frog or a toad it is you know it has what it it is restless it's not going to stay in one place it jumps from one reed to another from one leaf to another from one place to another and no matter how much it jumps it's not able to get out of samsara because this toad has towed the line of you know getting caught in finite tube has done everything right accomplishments check status check name check fame check wealth check and then what brahma vidya no check that's the problem yeah so now i i am qualified for this knowledge i'm sick of all these enjoyments and so what you know iha asmin samsare bhagavan stvam naha gatihi uddhartum arhasi you are qualified to take me off out of this invisible well which nobody can even see that i'm caught even the other frogs in the well don't think they are they are caught by some grace working overtime i have understood that i am trapped in this well bhagavan oh lord tvam nahagatihi you are my only refuge tvam nahagatihi iti it is repeated to show that the end it is the, the chapter is ending you know this is the first uh, lesson which is ending and you know he says that uh, you are my only refuge and here one thing which is important to uh, uh, see um, is what one thing that is important to see is uh, uh, is is that this there are two kinds of vairagya and everybody knows this but it is uh, it, it uh, behooves us to just revise this uh, piece uh, there are two kinds of vairagya one is called the vairagya generated from disappointments which is called shmashana vairagya shmashana vairagya means the funeral ground vairagya you see somebody in the prime of life some celebrity and we see see this all the time in the news some celebrity died of an accidental overdose of some kind of a recreational what is that called drug you know died and then so we see this happening you know all the time and then you see that this person was not even in their 30s early 30s just barely started to live so famous so you know fit and so accomplished and suddenly the person is dead suddenly the person has died 
and then what happens you get frustrated you identify with the person and you say oh my god you know time is so short and look at what has happened i better start you know doing something different i better start living every day as though it was my last i better do all these things and i don't want any of these enjoyments why food why this why that and then one sits dejected in a corner this is called smashana vairagya funeral ground vairagya and very soon the phone rings and what it is a friend who says let's go have coffee oh i mean not i don't feel like it i'm not in a good mood then the friend says it's all the more reason to go out and have coffee oh okay and then one goes anyway and then one has coffee one goes shopping because there's nothing like retail therapy you know mall therapy <laughs> where one is mauled of one's pocket book that's why it's called mall spelled m a u l yes and so one goes to the mall one goes shopping one goes you know and takes the mind off and so this is the first kind of vairagya brought on by certain disenchantment caused by certain disappointment in life it is called what is it called smashana vairagya it soon comes to an end because as soon as the next distraction presents itself one grabs it like a drowning person gra grasping at a straw so this is the first kind of vairagya the second kind of vairagya is called genuine vairagya you know it's just simply called vairagya without smashana there you know nija vairagya so it is genuine vairagya why is it genuine vairagya because you know because of the fact that it is not it is undeterred so when we saw yesterday how this you know man is talking about his own body like a malodorous mass of flesh bones and blood and it is very you know tempting or one might even think that this man is very disappointed depressed and disenchanted so this is a vairagya arising out of depression where the person is not even able to get out of bed or doesn't care to get out of bed because what's the point what's the use what's the use of getting up what's the use of having goals much less what's the use of fulfilling them what's the use what's the use what's the use and so here that's not the thing at all you know that's not what is being uh, talked about what is being talked about is this you know is is that his vairagya is genuine and we have seen this because to describe oneself as a as a uh, you know croaking frog in the pond which nobody pays attention to in what kind of a pond in a pond or a well that is covered by reeds yeah it is covered by weeds nobody even sees it and this unwitting frog along with the rest of other frogs fell into this pit and is unable to get out oh guru you are my only gati so th this is what you know he says because he asked for this right at the beginning but he was refused the the guru rejects his you know rejects his uh, request not because the guru is is hard hearted but the guru is uh, you know is waiting to um, is waiting to make sure 
that he is qualified to receive this knowledge. So that is what the whole thing. And then we'll start the next uh, uh, lesson. And don't worry about having the text because we are not going to, you know, see this as part of the text. I'm just giving the segue today. So that is what we will do. So I will just read it and explain and that will be enough. You know, Atha Bhagavan Shaka Yanyaha Supritaha Tad Bravid Rajanam Maharaja Brihadratha Ikshvakukam Shadvaja Shigram Atmagyaha Kritakritya Yastvam Marunnamneti Vishrutositi. So at this juncture, what happened? Atha, now Bhagavan Shakayanya, this Lord, this teacher who is known as the Lord Shakayanya, Supritaha was very pleased. Again, remember that the Guru is not depressed, waiting to be made happy. By some unwitting student. The guru is not, the student is not Prozac for the guru. <laughs> That's not the point. And neither is the guru trying to test the student and with some kind of a sadistic intent. No. The guru is making sure that this is a serious seeker because that's what the Upanishad says. May this not be given to who, who, the person who is not a serious seeker. So here the guru is very pleased with with Brihatratha because he is really qualified for this knowledge and so he, he addresses him thus. He says, Maharaja, O great king, who Brihatratha and who are you? Ikshvaku Vamsadvajaha. Very nice, uh, you know, title he gives him. You are the banner of the Ikshvaku clan. You are the flag of the Ikshvaku clan. Flag means what? Emblem. Meaning, may the whole clan be known by you. You are the very incarnation of, of the Ikshvaku clan. You are a spot of pride for the Ikshvaku clan. Nay, you are the very emblem of the Ikshvaku clan. And then what? Shigram Atmatnyaha Kritakrityastvam. And he gives him a blessing. So he had said, I'll give you one boon and the boon is already, he says, Shrigram, very quickly, may you become Atmagnyaha, may you become a Brahmavit, may you become enlightened with this knowledge, may this knowledge practify in you. In, in fact, by the very words, all the Pratibandhas were taken away for this, you know, Brihadratha and are taken away for all the people studying this Upanishad now because that is what the whole blessing of the Upanishad coming down timelessly. And so, O King, may you become quickly a Brahmavit, may you have self-knowledge quickly, Shigra, uh, and then what? Kritakrityo Bhavaha. Sorry, Kritakritya Bhava. Bhava means what? You please become Kritakritya. May you become what? Quickly uh, the one who is, who is, uh, who is uh, Kritakritya, Kritam uh, Sarvam, uh, Krityam Sarvam, Kritam Yena. The one who has accomplished everything that needs to be accomplished. Who can say that? Nobody can say that. Nobody can say, may you know you become accomplished. 
uh, and then you 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 say that you know you you ask anybody you have you accomplished everything you want to accomplish the answer is always no i i haven't accomplished anything i have i have yet so many things to accomplish i have yet to do this yet to do that is always a list if all the lists are exhausted there is definitely the bucket list you know which is made at the end of the life in the west all the things that one has to do and check off before one dies because why i say west because they don't have punarjanma if punarjanma is there we say okay better luck next time next life i will do this don't worry you know we don't try to hurry up with everything here the pressure is there because there is no concept of ne- next life so here kritakrityo bhava means the one please be the one who has gained the ultimate end gaining which there is nothing more to want because if you address each and every want what happens that that want will not go that want will always be there it will morph into the next want and then you know and then what happens you know the and then what happens is that one is always left being a wanting person but what does self knowledge do it doesn't address the wants it addresses the status of the wanting person and declares that status to be false you are not a wanting person it it reveals that status itself to be compromised that naming uh, you know system that notion which got internalized that i have these wants and i am a wanting person that gets negated through the knowledge so if the wanting person has been knocked off what to talk of the wants you don't have to knock off the wants one by one therefore kritakrityo bhavashtvam shigram so please become what the one who has gained this knowledge and as a result no longer is you know is, is afflicted by all kinds of wants and then ayam vavakalvatmate this you know um uh, and then um this alone is your atma this is alone your atma yah kathama kathamo bhagava iti and then okay what is this atma he asks again tam ho vacha iti and he says you know this is the atma and he starts to teach and you know he starts to say this is this is what the atma is this is what it's going to look like and this is this atma is nothing but yourself this atma is brahman more we will see that next week i will also you know have a print out of the next uh, you know chapter and so that you can follow it along okay all right om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम